What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 7 of B&D Sports Podcast. I'm Brady Miller here with my co-host, Derek Ixty. How you been, Derek? Oh, we're doing great. Ready to talk some football, like always. Should be a good time. Yeah, and we got uh, our first guest on the show, Craig Byler. A very, very special guest. How are you doing today, Craig? Oh, I can't complain. Honored to be on the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we're going to be going over, what was it, week nine last week? Yes, sir. And we're going to just talk about some things that stood out to us. But So, Derek, you want to give them your first one? Sure thing. So the first one that stood out to me, again, is the Dolphins. I don't know if people know this, but the Dolphins had their wins last four wins in a row are against the Jets or actually it's 49ers and they blew the 49ers out the Jets 24 nothing then they beat the Rams now they beat the Cardinals their defense is playing lights out I think last week it was they led the league in their defense was number one in points per game allowed they had a touchdown last week and a touchdown this week on the defensive side of the ball they're playing phenomenal defense. They're playing lights out. And that all goes back to that Bill Belichick coaching tree from uh, with Brian Flores. It's so fun to watch him right now. And then you throw Tua in the mix, and he's been really fun to watch as well. Yeah. the That special teams, that defense is all, like, on fire right now. It's playing really well. The only weak side to that team is – you know, their receiving threats aren't that great. You know, they got Devontae Parker, and he's, yet, you know, that big body receiver. And then you got Jakeem Grant with that quickness. But And they don't really have a run game since Gaskin went out. Nope. That, that's what makes it even more impressive, though, is Gaskin being out. And I think uh, Matt Breida got hurt in that game, too. But Mike Gasicki, is that his name? Uh, Gasicki? Yeah, I, I think so. Their tight end came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. this dude's one of the top tight ends in the league. It's it's really, it's really neat to see a, a team like this that nobody thought would contend, and they're only two games back from the Bills. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Dolphins right now. Can we talk about how Tua played though? Yeah, like, go ahead. He, he played lights out on Sunday. You know, I was, I love the Cardinals, but I was going for the Dolphins in that game mm-hmm. just. They're just such a fun team to watch, and shoot, I'm on board with them making to the playoffs until they, you know, they go against Titans, and then I hope they lose. But you know how yeah. it is. I I agree with both of you, except for I wasn't expecting as much as what as much out of that game as what we got. Like if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it'd be a all right game, but I I picked the Cardinals to win that game, and then I think me and you did two too. Two just dirt. played lights out, and. Their defense was insane. Yep. And and against the Cardinals, like the Cardinals wins have been just as impressive. So it's like it's like uh, one of them things where you didn't really know what you're gonna what's gonna happen in this game and you know, the Dolphins just play good football right now. And a lot of it has to do with a young quarterback not turning the ball over. Like that's that's a big thing is if that quarterback can avoid making those bad turnovers and we'll get to some other play you know, some other games about that that they did that. These quarterbacks turned the ball over at a bad time. We talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. Was it Daniel Jones that threw two interceptions in the yep, second yeah. half? That was against, last week. That was last week, yeah. So 
that's one thing that I was so impressed with Tua is do, don't make those bad mistakes that could cost you in the end. He he did have a couple lucky ones that he got away with. He had some bad uh, throwaways. Yeah. And the one was picked, but turned out that he was out of bounds just by a hair, pretty much. And he and he's gonna learn on yeah. that. But I mean, yeah, it's just it's really it's really fun to see that in a young team. And Nothing. Kyler Murray. The more I watch that guy, he is absolutely electric on yeah. the field. Like, I think he's a better runner than Lamar. I I'd agree with you. It's like he, he chooses where he runs or and when he runs better than Lamar Jackson. Like a lot of Lamar Jackson is designed runs and his isn't so much. Him is just a lot of well, for Kyler Murray, I feel like he's a better passer, too. So, in my opinion, I'd rather have a quarterback like Kyler Murray than Lamar Jackson because he's just so speedy if you, yep. like, I mean, so quick, actually. It's, yeah, it's not even, like, he's fast and stuff, but he's, it's like I said, uh, I think it was last episode, I could be wrong, but I just can't get over the fact of how much he reminds me of Russell Wilson. You know, they both got that insane deep ball yep. that just... Mm. It's yeah. like one, two of like the best deep balls in the game right now, and you know they both are shorter quarterbacks, but they make it work. Yeah, well, it's it's like it's something about the way they throw that deep ball, though. Like, and and that goes to uh, um, back to their their college days and stuff, and their coaching and how they were coached, you know, coming out of college. But when they throw a deep ball, you see a lot of guys they throw this sort of a laser deep ball. And they don't really, this ball is arching. The defender cannot make a play on it. And, yeah, it's it's crazy to see a guy like Kyler Murray come in here and be so similar to Russell Wilson. I think, yeah, he's a little faster than Russell. He, he yeah, is. And quicker. But, but, but yeah, if, there's no denying their similarity. Yeah, but if you look at opinion. both of them, like, their improvising plays are so good. That's what that's what stands out from a lot of other quarterbacks. They improvise, mm-hmm. and when they improvise, it's so fun to watch. Aaron Rodgers is a lot like that too. I'll give him that, even mm, though he's yeah. the Packers. But yeah. <laughs> One more thing to add to Tua, though. You know, he didn't. He's not. I didn't. I don't watch college that much, but the only reason I know of Tua is because you know he was one of the top prospects until he got hurt and stuff. But he still got picked. Fairly high. Mm-hmm. What pick did he get picked at? Was it Kyler Murray or no Tua? Tua. Tua. Um, I think it was. Uh, I'm not even sure. I think Justin game, Herbert was seven. I think it may have been 13? ten. I'm not. I'm not. Was, was it thirteen? Was it, 10? It, it, it was ten or thirteen. I I can't. I'm even. not sure. I can Google it quick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, what I was. My point was is okay. So I didn't know much about him, but I thought he was like. A mobile guy when he really isn't. I mean, sure, but sure he can be. But on the runs that he did take on Sunday, like I'm not sure if you watched the game or not, but I watched some. You see that play where I think it was third down and he made two uh, oh, Cardinals yeah. guys miss. Yep. Like he shows some athletic ability there, and I just, just his rushing game. He didn't run that often, but it was effective when oh, he did. Never mind. We were we were way off. It was number five. Yeah, that's Tua? what I thought. Yeah. I thought like really. Yeah, he was. Number and he five. was the third one, wasn't he? Or was Justin Her- Justin Herbert was the third quarterback yeah. pick? That's Chargers what it was. Were after it. Yep. All right, I think we've rambled off with this topic. <laughs> <long enough. laughs> we went we but went a little long. Enough. I do want to say one thing though. Tua was 
for having for his first week playing, he only had what was it? Ninety seven yards. Ninety seven yards passing or was that total? No, that was that, that was, was passing. just passing, yeah. right? Yep. From going to ninety seven to what was it, a hundred and or was it over two hundred? It was right at two hundred. He didn't like yards wise. He didn't he dominate. He didn't just go off. But, but he made the plays that are there. Yeah. That, that's what you want to see out of a young quarterback. Yeah. All right, is that it for yeah, you that, guys? Yeah, that's it. All right, I want to talk about how the Saints absolutely exposed the Bucks. I mean, we both picked the Bucks to win that game, and we couldn't have been more wrong. Nope. The Saints no. from the first snap looked like they were in control of that game. No, the first snap of the game. The first, first snap, snap of the, on offense. Yeah, the first snap on offense for the Bucks. Cam Jordan applied pressure to Brady, and that kind of set the tone of how that night was going to go. Here's the thing about Bucks, though. The Saints, I feel, went into that game and had a plan on what they were going to do, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Bucks, yeah, they did. Whereas the Bucks. They only ran it five times, and one of those times was a kneel at the end of the game. Like, that's not a recipe to win games. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, and and here's here's the the, the dumb thing about that is that's on Bruce Arians. That is not on Tom Brady. They went away from that so quick, and it's like I I don't know what your game plan was in a in a game. Against the Saints, like you need that. They have a good enough pass rush that you need that run game. You cannot sit back there, especially with a quarterback that's not mobile. Tom Brady's not going to do what we just talked about Kyler Murray and Tua and Russell Wilson doing. So you got to have that run. You got to have that run game going. And they didn't even try. That that was probably the most disappointing coaching game I've seen. And, and on top of that, Tom Brady was off. Yeah, well, like that one interception he had. Sorry, Craig, for coming no, in, good. but. That like you see that play where he kind of rolled out to the right and just threw up a prayer that didn't didn't seem like it went even fifteen yards yep. and there's like I didn't see a Bucks player even close. There's three Saints players there and it got picked off. Yep. Like their, their offense just couldn't get anything going no matter what they tried. And but one thing I do think though is that I've been seeing some stuff of like Tom Brady is whatever finished already. Like it's. Just one another bad game. I mean, yeah. and you're gonna have some games where that happens. And it's major overreaction. Yeah, he played. He was garbage. Yeah. But still, the whole team. I mean, nobody really helped him out that much. Yeah, but what what they do after they lost though? When they lost to the Bears, they played a bad game all around as a team. They played a bad game. They came back and they were dominant three games in a row after that. Absolutely and dominant. Another thing. Russell Wilson had, like, the worst game this year versus the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom Brady had this bad game. And people were, you know, like Craig said, trashing him and stuff. People still think Russell Wilson is the MVP of this year so far and when he had the three-interception game. And... <clears throat> well, the, the, difference, the difference there is, even in that three-interception game, he still put up 34 points. Well, that's just all Russell Wilson. Though. Yeah, that offense is pretty nothing without yeah. him. Um, but yeah, that's that game was really disappointing, and I hated to see it because I was I was really high on the Bucks. But a lot of times, and I'm not saying they're Super Bowl, they're the Super Bowl team <clears throat> of that uh, conference. But a lot of times, a team that goes to the Super Bowl has a wake up call throughout the season. This is their wake up call. 
now you'll really see what they're made of after this. And and you got to give the Saints credit. The Saints are, you look at Drew Brees, and he gave Tom Brady a taste of his own medicine. Just these short little five, six-yard throws. And then when the other ones were there, he made them. But he's not going to force them. I, feel, I felt like Tom Brady tried to start forcing the ball down the field a little bit too much. And Brees just gave him a taste of his own medicine. I'm going to dink and dunk everywhere I can until there's a guy running open down the field. Well... Their defense, even Saints defense, they made plays, dude. Yeah. Like that one, one of the the second interception was it the second or was it the first? That it got batted at the line, like it was batted by a defender, and then another defender just came in there and picked it off. Easy pick. So like, not all of them were Tom Brady's fault. I mean, yeah, it did get batted at the line, maybe, whatever. But going on something else, I don't want to get it off the topic. But Russell Wilson did have a bad game again against the Bills now. He threw two picks. He still put up 34 points. He was Again. 28 of 41. Still put up 34 points. I know, that's, but that's one it's of my still not a great later. game. I know. I'm just saying. like It's not, but he still put up 34 points. And they got it. Tom Brady put up three points. One thing I want to say about the Fox, though, is <clears throat> one thing I do want to say about the Bucks though, is AB's been there one game and he already took the box down. <laughs> <laughs> one game. Hey, yeah. he made some nice catches in there. Dude, I mean, he was he made what was it, five catches or something for like thirty eight yards, which was probably leading the team. Not quite, but uh you know. I mean, honestly, yeah, he did as much as Mike Evans or more than Mike Evans actually. What was it? Mike Evans had that shot at the... Actually, Tom Brady just majorly overthrew him on that play. Never mind. It, 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 was, it comes back to when you get in a quarterback's head, and anybody can do it. It doesn't matter if you're a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. Bucks had four chances at a, at a first and... What was it? I mean, one yard go on the goal line, and they couldn't score. That tells you how that game yeah, was. Yeah. It was terrible. It was just a bad all-around game. But, yeah, we'll see what happens, and you'll really see what the Bucks are made of, you know, in the next weeks. Yeah. Who do they play next week? I you know? have no idea without looking at it. All right, is that it on that topic, or you got something else you want to add? I think that's it. All right. My next one is the Jets-Patriots game. Now, you I was bored. Battle of trash. Battle of trash, but I was bored, so I watched the entire game. Um, I did not. I was playing basketball. I will. I got a couple of things I want to talk about on this game. One, Adam Gase gave up the play calling. Gave it to Dow Loggins. That offense looked way better. And then, in the second half, they were up by two scores. And. The Patriots went down and scored, and the very next drive, all they had to do is run some time out. Like, there was not that much time left. All you had to do is get a couple first downs, and you pretty much sealed the deal because the Patriots' offense is not designed to score quick. First play of that drive, and we talked about this a little bit before we started this episode, Joe Flacco decides, pre-decides, that he's going to throw it deep to, I think it was Brashad Perryman, I think you're right, but and I'm not sure. Anyway, throws it up there and it's picked. Like, the first play, and you should not see that out of, an, out of a that veteran is. quarterback. Never. No, that was, that was 
I was looking at watching that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And, and it's a Bill Belichick-led team. you you got to know if you turn the ball over there, they're going to go down and score. You know, that's mm-hmm. – and then the second thing is I want to give Cam Newton a lot of credit because he made – he it didn't look that good on the stat sheet and everything, but at one point he was like 12 for 12. Um, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he ran two of them in. But he had a couple plays there. The one was a third third and – seven I think it was and uh linebacker came right up the middle free and grabbed him by the back and he slips out of that makes another dude miss and throws it to uh that rookie receiver Harry no he's not, not, he's not rookie anymore. but um young guy and he Thank was you, fun no not Harry the other one I'm I can't think sure of his that. name that's my bad I can't even think of his name. <clears throat> but yeah I, I couldn't remember his name, but I looked it up real quick, and it's uh, Jacoby Myers. He turned 24 this week or that day. I can't even remember that, but had a big game. Had like 12 catches, 169 yards. Um, but one of the biggest things then is they, they went down. They scored on that drive, and then they still forced another three and out, got the ball back. Which was a horrible drive by oh, the Jets. Oh, it was terrible. What so they bad. do? Like, they gained like... Eight or nine yards on the first and, play. And then through an incompletion and to they, stop time. Then they got sacked, and then there was pressure again. Freeman up the middle, and he threw an incompletion, and yeah. that just left time on the clock, and then the Patriots. But then late in that game, there were eight seconds left, and Cam Newton throws a dart to Jacoby Myers for 20 yards to set him up for a field goal. I mean, absolute dart. And I was just really, really impressed with Cam Newton that game. It was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was... I didn't really watch the game. I watched highlights of it. It was, I watched the ending. I watched the final two drives. It was. <clears throat> if I'm a Jets fan right now, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm pretty upset. But on games like that, on the plus side, you look at it. Well, at least we're still number one in the pick order. Well, they they didn't look they didn't look like an zero and eight team in that game. I'll give them that. They did yeah. not look like an 0-8 team. I thought they actually looked half decent. And, you know, all the crap that we've given they the Jets. They looked better than the Cowboys podcast, in that yeah. game. Easily. But they looked, and I, I think a lot of it goes back to Adam Gase gave up his play calling and Dal Loggins took over and that offense looked clean. I think they would have won that game if Sam Darnold had been playing. Um, One other question for you. Guess who just passed Joe Montana on, like, 20th on the list? Joe Flacco. How crazy is that? Joe Flacco passes Joe Montana on passing yards. You know, he was a solid quarterback for a while. You know, like, he leads the uh, – I think he leads the Ravens in pretty much every pa- uh, yeah. quarterback stat. Re- that, really close. But but times have changed. Oh, they, they have. <laughs> I'm just they saying, have, but Joe Flacco the, is no Joe Montana. No, he's not. But if you go back to that Super Bowl run in, what was it, 2012 – that playoff run, he had two touchdowns, zero interceptions, four games, including the Super Bowl. Two touchdowns, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, and I think it was either three touchdowns again in the Super Bowl. No picks throughout that whole playoff run. The dude was elite. And, yeah, he fell off the wagon then, but point is, Joe Flacco can play, but that pick he threw late in that game, that cost him the game. My opinion, cost him the game. He should have been told going into that, you do not turn the ball over. I will say that, that well, who was it, that Casey Jackson, or is it CeCe Jackson or something? 
For Patriots? The Patriots cornerback, the one, he got burnt twice at least before that interception. Yeah. And he was the one then that made that yeah. pick. Which, which you is, know. And, and I guarantee you, Bill Belichick told him, do not get beat over the top. Mm-hmm. Give him that stuff underneath, but do not get beat over the top. And then he was in position to make that play. The the thing about that throw was that he had a wide open tight end just yeah. right there underneath. He would have easily gotten a first down. Yep. You no, know, Brashad Perriman had a really good game uh, last night. And, you know, Joe Flacco might have been like, you know, he's been elite tonight. Why not give him a chance? But yeah. in that situation, you just got to... You know, take what you can get and not turn it over. Yeah, I agree. Is that it for that one? That's it for that one. Alright, my next one is the Chargers and Raiders game. I feel so bad for Herbert because every game is a close one with him, you know? And it came down to literally the final second. And... You know, I saw a meme that says only the Chargers can lose this game when there's zeros on the clock and they were ahead or it had the score from that touchdown. <laughs> and I'm just like, if I'd be a Chargers fan, I'd be so sick because ever since Herbert came in, he's been elite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I heard on the broadcast that as I was watching the game that – uh he holds the record for the most touchdown passes in his first five, six games, whatever it was. You know, and... What do we call him? Mini Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes Jr., that's right. Patrick Mahomes Jr., that's what it was. Uh, I mean, that's... On the bright side for the Chargers, Justin Herbert looks fantastic. He, he does. Looks he looks really good. He looks... He had some perfect balls in there that receivers just couldn't... Yeah, I ...could mean, not come down with. Like, that last play, the ball was... <laughs> The ball is right where it needed to be. It's just, you know, that cornerback made a pretty freaking good play. Yeah. You know, got his hands in there and made him bobble it and got called back. I think they said that that tight end would have had, if that catch would have counted, he'd had two receptions for two touchdowns. So, I mean, that tells you wasn't the most experienced guy, but... But it, it's still, you make the plays yeah. that are there. Like, yeah, and he had, he had, it was there for him. Yeah. If he could have just held on to it. I and agree. it was good play by the cornerback, too. But. You know, <clears throat> they were – I heard something earlier this week on, you know, they were talking about uh, – it's actually just a local radio station that I listened to. And they were talking about Tom Brady, and he left the left the, Patri- or the Patriots, yeah, and he got to choose where he went to. And he's like, with the Patriots win last night – they're, like, sitting right now at, like, 15th or something like that, like in the lower teens of picks. Mm-hmm. And so their Patriots aren't going to get that elite quarterback. And he's like, Bill Belichick can basically choose where he wants to go if he decides to leave. You know, <clears throat> he's probably sick of that cold weather in Boston and stuff. So, like, Jags are going to have a good pick. Jets are going to have a good pick. Probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, or he could choose to go to a team like the Chargers where they already have their star quarterback, and the Chargers would take him. I I mean, I've always liked – what's their coach's name? Lynn? Anthony Lynn? Yeah. Yeah, I've always liked him. 
Like, he seems like a pretty good coach. But, I mean, I don't think any team – I think any team would take Bill Belichick pretty much, I, I except for you, the Chiefs. and. You know, you have your few that have their mm-hmm. coach ready, but <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to leave, in my opinion. Well, but do you really think he wants to do the whole rebuild thing? Do you not look thing? at okay. it from the okay. pride perspective? As in, Bill Belichick just saw Tom Brady leave, right? He left, finally got Tom Brady out of the door, supposedly. And they, he couldn't keep the quarterback he wanted with J- Jimmy Garoppolo, who he wanted to, and have Tom leave and still have him. But in my opinion, Bill Belichick won't let Tom Brady beat him, no, if you know what I'm I, saying. Yeah, but, but here's what people are forgetting about the Patriots right now. They're at zeros on their salary cap. They have nothing. They had half of their roster leave, and most of it went to the Dolphins, and the other half opted out because of COVID. What they have, like 12 players yeah. opt out? eight players. Eight. They had eight players opt out. That's most of them. And, so, and they had nothing to pay any free agents. That's why Cam Newton's playing for them for a million dollars. Like, so you can't, you can't really put that on Bill Belichick and think he's going to leave. This is now a rebuilding thing, and I guarantee you, if he's allowed to do what he wants, he's going to get this team back in contention. How long do you think it's going to take him if he stays with the Patriots? A couple years. Not more than that. Two, three? I'm going to say at the most three years. I agree. I have I have faith in Bill Belichick for the most part. Like, Unless he decides to retire. But I, like, I, don't, I, mean, see, I don't see I him don't actually see leaving. Again, though, like... Tom Brady was taken in the sixth round. Yeah. And look how he turned out. Exactly. And look how he developed him. Like, just because you don't have a high pick doesn't mean you're not going to get that elite quarterback. No. And and the Patriots have been known to find these players that play, that play to their standards from nowhere. I mean, you know, they find, like, the, there's memes always going around about him picking up a grocery, uh, like a mm-hmm. bagger. And... It's sort of the case because they find these players that no one else even thought of, and all of a sudden they're helping them win. And then they'll go somewhere else, and they're just not the same. And they're trash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jamie Collins, Danny Amendola. Yeah. I mean, Danny Amendola yeah. isn't trash, but... He has yeah. his moments, but he's not what he was on the Patriots. Yeah. He was, like, even, what? uh, what's his name? Hogan? Yeah, Chris, Chris Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, he was, like, one of Tom Brady's favorite receivers yeah. on the Patriots, and... Where do you go to? I don't even remember. Panthers, where. I think so. If you yeah, and you don't hear his name much at all. He went all. to the Jets for Did a little he bit go, too. Yeah, but I think his first contract after Patriots was Panthers, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. But you no, know, it's just how Tom Brady is. He makes like look at that rookie that the Bucks have. Uh, what's his name? Johnson, I think. I think his name's Tyler Johnson. I could be wrong. Don't take me up on that, but like. You know, no one really knew him, but, and he was, I think, uh, he was maybe going to get cut, or those were the things, but, uh, the rumors or whatever, but Tom Brady is like, I want this guy. Mm-hmm. And so they kept him, and he, like, Tom Brady likes throwing, throwing yeah. to him. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe we're giving Bill Belichick too much credit, and it was all Tom Brady. I, I don't know, but I do feel like if, if Bill Belichick decides to stay for, you know, whatever, and doesn't move, and and doesn't retire. You know, it won't take long for them to get back. As soon as they got money, they can but, pay pay some players to come in. People want to play for Bill Belichick because he's a contending coach. 
another thing, though. If you look at Bill Belichick before Tom Brady came to the Patriots, 40% win. Uh, he won 40% of his games. Look at Pete Carroll. I forget. I don't know what his record was or his percentage of wins, but it was not very good before Russell Wilson. Well, Pete Carroll came out of college. He was in like his first, his second or third year coaching when Russell Wilson showed up. Yeah, yeah that but that's what I mean. Him, right? that's, in, in the that's, NFL. That's what I mean, though. In the NFL. That's what but I that's mean, part though. of the rebuilding. You, you got to understand, a coach, when a coach comes in, he... He's not going to have all the players he wants there. He's going to set this up. You look at look at who they drafted when he was there. Cam Chancellor, uh, Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas. I mean, all these players, they were getting as he was there. He was building this team. Then you add that quarterback into it and that offense. Then you have yourself a team. Usually when Did you he get, draft Cliff Fable, too? Uh, Sorry, Fred, go I think ahead. so. Go ahead. Usually when you get a new coach, it's not going to be a playoff caliber roster. No. Like, not everybody's the Titans where they go to the playoffs in the first round then then fire their coach for the next season. Yeah. Well, but, in the Titans' defense, though, Mike Malarkey was not very good. No, obviously Mike Vrabel's a better coach, but I'm just saying, like, that doesn't happen that often. If Mike Vrabel would have gone, uh, um, let's say, 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9, or seven and, yeah, instead of going nine and seven again, I mean, he wouldn't have much of an excuse. His team made it to the playoffs the last yeah. year, and he went nine and seven, and they made. Did and they make look, the playoffs his first year? Yeah. I no, can't no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't, they didn't year, make they it even. They, they didn't make they, it they first a, year. They had a win in your end game, is what yeah, they had. Yeah, and they against lost the Colts that. and yep. Andrew Luck. Yeah. Then the next two seasons, though. You know what's depressing about Andrew Luck retiring? It's the Titans never beat him. <laughs> Yeah, it still hurts. It's it hurts like crazy. Oh, uh, now you don't have to worry about him anymore. No, true, but uh, <laughs> it as much as I didn't like Andrew Luck, I mean, I liked him as whatever. I just didn't like him because he was a Colts on the Colts. But uh, the way the fans treated him as he walked off the field when he announced his retirement, I was just I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. I I forgot about that honestly. It was. It's been a little bit. You you hate to see but it. But yeah, that was pretty pretty brutal. You hate I'm to see I'm it. just gonna say it. This topic topic went way way We started with the Chargers and Raiders <laughs> and ended up with Andrew Locke. Ah, uh, we keep things interesting around here. But something about that Chargers Raiders game, and I know I'm kind of rambling on or something, but Derek Carr is playing out of his mind right now having the best season of his career and you, I'm not sure if um, you saw the play where it was like third down and he like leaped over to the defender mm-hmm. to get the first down. It was kind of towards the end of the game. Yep. And he just puts it on the line out there. He's kind of one of those guys that just seems like he's out there having fun. Yep. And and the nice thing about that is like John Gruden and, and uh, Mike Mayock, when they formed that you know, Mike Mayock came in there. They know exactly what type of players they want and who they want, and that's why they never got rid of uh, Derek Carr when he sh- when they showed up. Um, now then, since then they added Brandon Jacobs, Henry Ruggs. Darren, wait, Darren Waller was always on them, wasn't he? No, they got Darren Waller was like a he that he's got an awesome story. If you're ever bored, go look at Darren Waller's story. He's one of them guys that he had drug issues and all that kind of stuff and. He wasn't in a foul, and then he was out. And, and Who did he play for before the Raiders? I don't think he ever got to play. He had too many issues off the field. 
They gave him a chance. He went to rehabilitate. Re- Rehabilitation. Yes. <laughs> it's a tongue-tying word for me. But he came out there in training camp and and lit it up and made the roster and now look at him. One of the best tight ends in the game. It's real. like, I'm serious. Go look at his story. It's It's an awesome story. Like, you could make a movie out of his story. Another play I want to mention in that game is Derek Carr took the snap, was rolling right, running, and threw a beautiful deep ball. Like, it was insane. You know, on the run especially. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost like an Aaron Rodgers type throw. Like, it Derek, was on the money. Derek Carr, and I like him because he has my name, but <laughs> Derek Carr is, is a quarterback that he's got all the talent everybody else does. He's got a strong arm. He can run when he has to. His only problem was he was a little inconsistent early on, and then when he had his really good year, he broke his foot or ankle. And then it took him a while to get back to that. But now that he's back to that, John Gruden, I guarantee you John Gruden's thinking, all i got to do is just get a few more players and I'm a Super Bowl winning coach. Like, that's that's literally where they're at. and they, They've shown it this year. Even last year, they had some big wins. And, yeah, it's 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 awesome to see a coach go into a team and build it to what he wants to, and it's and it works. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to make the Super Bowl this year, but they did bring, beat the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> All right. I think that wraps it up for that funny trail off the topic topic. Oh, shoot. <laughs> we got way off track with that one. All right. So my third topic is the Seahawks and how much they rely on Russell Wilson. The answer to that is just way too much. It it's it honestly it could make me cry. Like cuz Russell Wilson is so good and if you just put a defense with him they'd easily be Super Bowl favorites. Easily. I mean, what else don't they have? Their losses They don't have In their losses they've scored 34 points. It's 44 points against a Bills team that couldn't do anything. We talked about it, Brady. You know we did. We talked about Josh Allen couldn't do anything. His last last three games were bad against a bad Jets team. Couldn't do anything. And then you go back to to the, this week, and he torches that defense. He had, what was it, four touchdowns over 400 yards, barely 10 incompletions. Had, and he's throwing, like, he threw 40-plus times, and he barely had 10 incompletions. Like, tore them apart. And the, the thing is, you look at Russell Wilson, you're like, well, he had a bad game. He had two interceptions. He was trying to win that game because they didn't lead at any point in that game. I wasn't throwing saying that Russell Wilson's not even no. playing good. I was just, yeah, trying no, to. No, I know you're not. But, yeah, but I pe- do agree. people are going to look at that stat sheet and they well, Russell had a bad game. And like, if Pete Carroll would get... A defense, a half decent defense out there, they would be one. They'd easily be contenders. Yeah, I mean they're already contenders without that. Russell Wilson makes them a contender. That's it's it's that simple. I mean, their offense is incredible. Like DK Metcalf. But Pete Carroll is an offensive coach, and I think somehow he's got to get someone in there that can coach defense. I think that's their problem. I did see that North Turner. They're signing a petition to get North Turner out of there. Well, they don't have a pass rush. I'll give them that. They don't really have anybody that's going to consistently get after the after the passer. But 
they really don't have anything on that defense, though. Like, I think... They have Bobby Wagner, that's about it. Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, and Carlos Dunlap, who yeah, just got... And their their corner's pretty good, too. What's his name? Shaquille Griffin? Yeah. Or Shaquem Griffin. She, I, I get them mixed up. They had both of them. Shaquille yeah. they is had a cornerback, it, Yeah. And he's a pretty solid corner. Like, you got some of those playmakers. You just don't have anybody that's going to get after the quarterback. So... <clears throat> One thing I will say about this game is Sean McDermott <clears throat> said to... His team, his offense, was like, you know their weakness is attack their secondary. And what they do at the start of the game, they took a deep shot, and they yeah. just been did it all game. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad to see, like, Josh Allen come back and play like this. I, I really am. But I look at that Seahawks team, and I'm like, man, you got to just want to – you want I want to go up to Russell Wilson and just give him a big old hug and be like, you're good, buddy. It's not your fault. <laughs> And another thing, okay, so their defense is bad and stuff, but I cannot remember the last time. I know a team is never fully healthy, but why does it seem like the Seahawks running backs are never healthy? Like, it seems like Chris Carson's always got an issue. Who's their backup? Is it – I can't remember. Is Is he one of their backups? They have – I know they had Penny. They had Alex Collins in this week, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, and but that's part of the game. And the thing is with Russell Wilson, he's still gonna. They put up thirty four points without a run game. Yeah, like you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to worry about losing a game very easily if you score thirty four points. That's two. No. They're two losses. Thirty four points. Most teams, a lot of teams, thirty four points is a really good game. Like, yeah. Is a, and it's still a good game even for Russell Wilson. It just wasn't enough to win. Like the game. if you're if if you're looking at at your top. Top teams right now. You're looking at the Saints, the Buccaneers. I think they'll rebound. Uh, Chiefs, um, Steelers, Steelers. All those guys. You're, and Russell Wilson's going to those games, thinking, "Man, I'm going to have to score forty plus points to win these games." And these are all better defenses. Dude, imagine that Seahawks offense with that Steelers defense. Yeah, they'd be undefeated. Yeah. Which is part main the main reason why the Steelers are undefeated. Uh, I mean, Steelers are already dude. undefeated with their lackluster offense. You guys are just bitter from that Titans loss. No, no Ben oh, Roethlisberger dude. is. If you'd watched them against Dallas, you'd see how pathetic they struggled that against Dallas. But I blame that on the fact <laughs> they thought they're going to go in there and just easily win this game, and all of a sudden it was a game. I'd say that's part but of it. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you got like their offense. Is good is a good offense. You got some good playmakers. Only thing going on in that offense is back is Ben Roethlisberger is not no. playing very good. I will say Big Ben did get hurt in that Cowboys game and he toughed it out. Like I think he had what was it his knee? Big Ben yeah, is, or foot? I think it was his knee. Big Ben is always always gonna tough it out. Uh, yeah, I mean it was impressive. Uh, but he has that uh, Brett, Brett Favre mentality. Yeah. My 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 thing is you're 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 acting like their offense is nothing just okay, because but that, that nothing, Cowboys okay? defense. Huh? But he just forces that the Cowboys ball. defense should be that good. No, they that Cowboys enough. defense is terrible. And no, it should it be. It should good. be as good as it was last night. It, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. But they, they have made enough, it look good. Yeah, they have. They didn't make it look good. They played good. They played how they were supposed to play all year. Uh, yeah. Because they have enough talent. True. Like they, people always say, Cowboys have one of the most talented rosters in the league every year. Every year, but they do. <clears throat> like that's why it's so mind-boggling that that they're as bad as they are, and a lot of that goes back to Mike McCarthy being a awful coach. 
I will. He had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy. What, what's their, Prove what was wrong. their quarterback's name? Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Gil- Garrett Gilbert. Another Garrett in the house for the Cowboys. Yeah. And he, he, he played pretty. He balled pretty, out. He balled out. Like, for a, for a fourth-string quarterback. So, so funny thing is, what what's the dude's name that we make fun of? Who? Ben Danucci? Yes. <laughs> but, so you go from Dak to Dalton to Danucci? To Gilbert. To Gilbert. Like, and, and he was a tryout quarterback. Like, they brought mm-hmm. in two other quarterbacks. The dude balled out. But that team in general played how they were supposed to play. They have enough talent. They should be contending in all their games, and they've played like trash all year. But I think the biggest thing in that game was the Steelers went in there thinking they've played like trash all year. This should be an easy win. And sometimes it is just tough to beat bad teams. Like yeah. sometimes you just have those games. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Patriots like... barely beat the the Jets. Like yeah, but then again, Patriots aren't aren't the Steelers either. No, but they're the Jets. But yeah, I know. <clears throat> I may be a little bitter at the Steelers for beating the Titans, but I'm not bitter because of the Steelers. I'm t- I freaking hate Steven Gostowski. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you look at the Steelers game. Ben Roethlisberger, okay, Ben Roethlisberger forces passes that he shouldn't do, and that causes him to throw interceptions. He had three interceptions, and two of them were pretty forced against the Titans. What's their record? 8-0 because of their defense. Their front nine, or seven, or whatever. If their defense is so good, why the Titans score 24 unanswered points? Because the Titans' offense was on fire? Um, no. In the second, the second half. half. My, my point is... In that... It's that entire team. You cannot, you cannot tell me that Ben Roethlisberger is holding them back when they're eight and zero. In the end, he's not holding Steelers them back. Steelers should be seven and one. Titans should be seven and one. There's no, <laughs> there is no guarantee that if, <laughs> if that that's game was fact, on, <laughs> if Gostowski makes that kick, Derek, and the Titans get the ball first in the Steelers overtime, are seven and Steelers one. are seven and one. If the Titans get the ball first, it all, it's all on a coin flip. I know that. Okay, that but just, the way the Titans' defense was playing in that second half, there's no guarantee. Ben Roethlisberger would have won it. There's no guarantee that he would have. But there's no guarantee. We're gonna agree to disagree. But yeah, I I did think it was pretty pathetic. Here we though, go, how, you, how the Steelers played against Dallas. Didn't we have? It was. It, it looked like a team that probably thought that ah these guys yeah we'll easy beat them no problem we're already seven. Didn't we have this exact same argument? Yeah, we did. The week after the Titans played the Steelers. Yeah. It was, and then but then again we don't really have any excuse for Titans losing to Bengals then. So yeah, like, my, my, you know what though. I love having another Titans fan on the show. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a little unfair, I honestly. You, I got you back. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, Ben, they're 8-0. Like, you cannot tell me Ben Roethlisberger is holding that team back when they're 8-0. I don't, they're, I don't think I don't that Big think ben it, is holding the team back. I don't think, obviously, he is. Brady, obvi- no, Brady obviously, is saying that. Obviously, the, it's, he's not holding the back because they're 8-0. But, if they were to end up, like... Like, let's say, <clears throat> how do I explain this? <clears throat> I think they could still, shut up, Derek. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think they could win. Basically, I just don't think Ben Lotzberg is the reason they're winning the game. He's got start- He's a big part of why they're winning games. But he's, he's a veteran quarterback. He's making the plays that are there. That's a fact. He's not doing more than he has to. No. I and mean, he's doing yeah, what it takes yeah. to win. Has he thrown some bad interceptions? Who hasn't? 
I has it lost him a game yet? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Sadly, no. Defense. Sadly, no. I'm just yeah. We can go on the next topic now. We got off off on another bunny trail again. Did I do that topic? I don't remember bringing up. I I did the topic. No, that was mine. Seahawks on Russell Wilson. Relying Wait, on that was that topic. Yeah, that was that topic. Yeah, we got way off of that. Well, that we basically just covered my topic, Steelers and Cowboys. <laughs> so oh, that's good. I was like, I can't remember bringing up the Steelers and Cowboys. I was just thinking that while I was sitting here. So I was like, what? Yeah, but how, so basically, how, I'm just gonna. That's how we roll in this podcast. We just wing it. I'm every just day. gonna skip that topic because we basically covered it. All right. And I'm gonna go to. If the Chiefs are so good, which I know they are, why are all their games so close? They got a good defense. They beat the snot out of the Jets. <laughs> okay, but they're the freaking Jets, Derek. <laughs> they should, though. They should be the Jets. I agree, I agree. But, like, the Panthers, I know they're a solid team and stuff. I told you, the pan- from the start, I told you the Panthers are a good team. I said that, too. I agreed with you on that. So... So here's the thing with the Jets. If you can run the ball on them, look what Christian McCaffrey did. Ran for, what, 56 yards? Had probably, I you mean think the it, Chiefs, Chiefs, not Jets. Chiefs, my bad. But he ran for 56 yards, had over 100 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. He came in there and made a difference. And they have a good enough defense. The Chiefs ain't just going to you know, drive down the field all the time however they want. Mm-hmm. They kept it close. And that's what the Raiders did. The Raiders were able to pull it off. And I, and I said it could be like that Raiders game. They just weren't able to pull it off. At the end, Patrick Mahomes was better. Disappointing. I was going for the Panthers in that I, game. I was too, just because I I don't even know why. Because yeah, I loved, who, I like Teddy Bridgewater. Who else loved seeing Christian McCaffrey back? I, mm, loved, it. I just, loved it so much. Yeah. He showed up on the injury report again, though, too. He so did look a little hurt on the sidelines for a couple drives there after, what was it? It was around the second, a little after the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The dude's a baller so, though. Like yeah, that, that's a, that, just, he loves the game of football. Yeah, but no, I I I just think it's it's one of them things where you have two games and they probably should have lost that game, but that's why Patrick Mahomes is elite. But okay, if they're so good though, if their defense is really top five, like people say it is. Who said it Who is? Who says their defense? Is everybody top five? does. You said it is. No, I everybody do. does. I see it all the time. I don't think it is. Chiefs have an average defense, in my opinion. In, in certain times, their defense steps up and makes Last plays. Last year in the playoffs, their t- defense, was it, or actually was it last stretch of games, maybe? No, it's right after the Titans game. They had last one of the year. worst defenses, though, in the league last year at the beginning of the season. Towards the end of the year, they tightened it up and, and figured some stuff out, apparently, and then they were one of the top-rated defenses yeah. towards the end of the year yeah. and in the playoffs. Yeah. They but they really that, stepped up and then this year team, now they're just average again. That's what winning teams do. Look out for for them if if they make those same adjustments later on in the year. All of a sudden, they're gonna be that dominant. And 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 to me, I don't. If I'm a Chiefs fan or if I'm if I'm a coach, I don't really care. That game is a game we maybe should have lost. I'll take it. I got Patrick Mahomes. He won us the game. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. The dude makes unbelievable plays and. At the end of the day, they're what seven one eight and one. Yeah. Yeah, they only lost us to the Raiders. Yeah, and that was a very the 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 Panthers game plan was very similar to what the Raiders did to them. The only difference is the Raiders ended up winning that game. But, Do you think the Raiders' offense is better than the 
Panthers. Yes. Well, I think their run game is better. Like I think, I think Christian McCaffrey. Their quarterback is better though. Who? The Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater's uh, average quarterback. He's an, he's an efficient quarterback. Yeah, he's efficient. Yeah. He, he's playing really good right now. He's but he's not pre ACL injury. N- no. Good. So I'll just say he's not Ryan Tannehill, as in the of the efficient wise. Like people always say, Ryan Tannehill is a. Since he got to the Titans. He's not a great passer. He's just efficient enough to get the job done. You see that throw to A.J. Brown on Sunday? Oh, it was on the money. But anyway, (laughs) Derek's like, here they go, talking about Titans again. Teddy Bridgewater is, yeah, he's just an efficient passer. I'm just sad the Bears lost that game, that's all. We'll talk about that game a little bit maybe after all our other ones are done. I don't want to talk about it. I know you don't, but we do. (laughs) All right, what's your next one? <clears throat> Next one is the Falcons. I'm so proud of the Falcons right now. <laughs> what are I, they on? A two-game win streak? They are, but but here's the thing. We said from the start their best bet to win games is get Julio Jones involved. Yeah, he didn't have his 100-yard great game, but what he did the last the last couple of weeks is make defenses worried about him again. He mm-hmm. still he still had five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So... He still was productive, just not the dominant self. And I guarantee you that's why uh, that Zacchaeus that they have had well over 100 yards and a touchdown too. And Matt Ryan, I, I, I was saying this at the beginning of the year or when we started the podcast, Matt Ryan is not that problem. It's been their defense. Their defense did not blow a lead like the Chargers did last week against the Broncos. It, it wasn't their offense out there blowing those leads no, for them. No, not, not any of these games was their offense losing those games for. Matt Ryan's balled out this year. We've mentioned it in another episode, too. That's Cowboys game. Basically, it came down to their special teams. Just bounce on the it ball. It comes down to coaching. And they yeah. made their adjustments, and they're they're able to close out yeah, games. Yeah, I'm saying right. just that. Yeah. Which, well, the Bears game, they should have never lost that game. The Bears are terrible. <clears throat> I mean, look at them. Like I the said, Bears can't let, let, score Derek, twenty Derek, points. Derek, Derek, Derek. I want to hear you say, go on this rant at the end of the episode because <laughs> I want it to last a little bit longer than <clears throat> what it will last if you do it now. So just. But no, I'm super up. high on the Falcons right now. We'll we'll keep it on the Falcons, and I I love Matt Ryan. I love Julio Jones. I love Todd Gurley, and I love what the Falcons are doing. Even if it's their bad record and it's only two wins in a row, absolutely love it because it's improvement. And their defense is finally able to close a game out. So the Falcons finally fired Dan Quinn, which makes me happy because <clears throat> I always loved the Falcons. Like they're like my second team, pretty much. And Julio Jones, if people still like DK Metcalf's really good, but I think Julio Jones is still the number one receiver in the league. He's really close. still the best receiver it's, in the league. It's still him at and least D-Hop at the. Spot. He's right there with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, him, DeAndre Hopkins, and I'll even throw Devontae Adams in there. I'd put Devontae Adams in there. Yeah, but like I'm just saying all <clears> these DK Metcalf people that are going and having a, a heart attack over how good he is. He's pretty um, good. I know he's good. I'm not taking not anything Julio away jo- from he's not, he's not DK Metcalf. Jones Give it a couple years yeah. and maybe. Let him develop a little bit more. But... He's got the best court, like one of the best football players in the world, throwing him the ball. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying with DK is like he has Russell Wilson, and I know that's kind of switched the subject a little bit, but still, he has Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Plus, he has Tyler Lockett on the opposite side. Yeah, and and, and I like, know Julio has Calvin Ridley and 
and Matt Ryan isn't isn't a scrub or anything. No, but, Matt Ryan's an MVP. Yeah, quarterback. exactly. So back to the Falcons though, like their coach was Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. So Kyle Shanahan made it the Super Bowl, had a lead, could have won that game, but he changed it up in the second half and they lost. Same way, same way he did in the Super Bowl with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That that <clears throat> bothers me a little bit. When you get a lead, you you shouldn't change things up. You mean with the Forty ers Well, he did with the Forty ers this last year against yeah, the Chiefs. But you said with the Falcons. Yeah, he did. He oh, was yeah. the Falcons' offensive coordinator that back in what was what year was that? Two thousand seventeen. The year they went to the yeah, Super Bowl when they when they blew yeah. twenty eight the lead. Was it the Falcons? The year after the Falcons and uh, Patriots went to the Super Bowl, was the year after that the Patriots and the Rams? Yeah. So well, it would have been like four years ago. Yeah. Well, my my point is, you were up 28-3. Like, you should not have lost that game, but they went, the they went completely away from what got them that lead. And I feel like that's something that you have to look at, and, you, and everybody wants to blame Matt Ryan. He chokes on big games. He hasn't done that. He's not the one losing those games. Um, uh, did it not kind of seem like during the Super Bowl last year that Kyle Shanahan took the game out of Garoppolo's hands? Yeah, that that's a little bit what he did in can the you, in the Super Bowl with the Falcons. Is I mean though, but looking at everything this year, can you blame him for taking it out of Jimmy G's hands? I mean, I mean, Jimmy G's been hurt he, most of the time. So. But still, when he comes in and does play, he doesn't look above average, barely. He's got like, one of the best records as a starting quarterback. What is he like? Yeah, so he went 5-0 and the last couple games, then he tore his ACL. One of the best. Then he went what? what he went, what, what he went was 5-0, and, and then they were, what, 13-3 and last year? Yeah, but he, got he went 5-0, and got hurt, and then they went 13-3, and So and then they made it to the Super Bowl. Then so explain what, to me why they don't look a lot better with Jimmy G in there. He's because right then Nick Moore. No, but Craig, look at their they roster. Don't look that much. Their roster is so beat up right now. They, I know they're they're all beat up. I'm just saying. I in my Debo opinion, Samuel's Jimmy G out. is an average They lost Emmanuel Sanders. They lost. Uh, what's that other receiver that is really good? I'm not sure if they lost him, but what's that other? Brandon receiver? Brandon Ayuk was he out? No, last year they had Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel and oh, what was that other receiver? I don't know. I don't know either. I, it, I'm blank, but yeah, it's just okay. Now, don't but, get me wrong. I like Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, but when you get to when you get that lead, you have to wait till late in the game to change what you're doing. They like you know what I'm saying, especially against teams like Tom Brady, a Tom Brady led team and a Patrick Mahomes led team in a Super Bowl. Don't go. Don't. I feel like unless it's when, not working. But like, it was working. They I know, had, unless like, it's not working, yeah. don't change it up like, until it's okay. like at the end of the so game. So the first game or play the Falcons did in that Super Bowl against the Patriots was they ran it with Devontae Freeman, and it went for like 30, 40 yards, whatever it was. And then I was watching that game, number one, and I was so going for the Falcons. Oh, I was too. Everybody I was with was watch, was rooting for the Patriots, and – and I, I like Tom Brady. I was like, but he's got like five, four or five rings, and he don't need another one. He had four at the he time. He had five at the time, though. He's got six total. Yeah, and he was won. That not he only six? won with the Rams. 
since. Oh yeah, he beat the Rams then. So that he would have had. That's right. He would have had, had four. Five, he would have had four. No, he had four that before that, and then three. five, and then and six. six yeah. yeah. But okay, so that was major bunny trail going to the Forty ers and stuff. But I'm gonna go back a little bit. Okay. And go on a different bunny trail. Okay. Talking about the Julio Jones, and you know we were comparing him to D Hop, kind of. So <clears throat> last year, Michael Thomas, you know, won Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. Didn't he? Right, he did. Offensive player, did he? Pretty sure he did. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, so would you put him in that top five? I'd put him in top five. I wouldn't put him in top three. So who's your top three? Julio, D-Hop, Adams? I would still put DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and then maybe... See, Michael a lot Thomas. of people diss Michael Thomas like crazy because, you know, they call him Slant Boy. But it works. I know it works. And that's why I'm like, dude, if that's what works, it works. Like, so, so if that would work with every other receiver out there, why, why wouldn't every team do exactly. that? Exactly. But it works. It works. He's this tall dude that's not afraid to go across the middle, and it works. Why not? Who's your number five? If Michael Thomas is your number four, would you t- put Tyreek Hill there? Um, I, I don't know. Trying to think of all the other receivers out there. And the only other top one I can think of is Tyreek Hill. I mean, I would bout just because of his speed, but it, then, he, then you see some of the catches he makes, and it's like, th- what's this dude on? Like... This this is a five what five eight five ten. Yeah, in in my opinion, Tyreek Hill is one of the best. Like yeah. easily, he like, can beat you, you with speed. His speed and is so dangerous. Even when Patrick he, Mahomes, he comes down with he comes down with fifty fifty balls. Like, yeah, yeah. What like, was what was I think it, it was the I think it was against Raiders. Yeah, that. when he not this year but last year when he like jumped over defender to catch it, was, it and then he dragged the defender to the touchdown. It yeah. was insane. It was before the whole. Uh, off the field issues happened with yeah. him and everything, I think. So, yeah, I mean, you about have to put him in the top five. I can't really think of anybody I mean, else that you could put there right now. Honestly, the next I mean, line you for put... me would almost be like uh, DK and mm, I would have... Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. No. I, would I you think, not put them over I DK? I think DK Hopkins. Not, not right now. DK, DK Metcalf. Not even Stephon Diggs. I wouldn't put Adam Thielen there. I would about have to go with... I'd about go with Tyler Lockett before I'd go with Stephon Diggs. Well, maybe not. I know I'd take DK Metcalf over w- Stephon Diggs. I would, too. And I would take A.J. Brown over Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I, I would, too. Not in, no insult to Stephon Diggs, but, like... Why aren't we putting Allen Robinson in that category? I'm well, kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm, no. <clears throat> I'm going to save that. I got a question for you. When we get to the Titans Bears game, all right. Um, Which, by the way, isn't part of our topics. We just want to talk about it because it's our just because you have two Titans fans here versus one Bears fan. That, <laughs> that don't seem fair to me, but okay. All right. What's your What's your next topic? <clears throat> My topic is Dalvin Cook and how hot he is right now. <clears throat> like last two games, here's stats for last two games. He's a pretty good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious, Craig. I know. Uh, So, Dalvin Cook in the last two games, 369 rushing yards, 109 receiving yards, and six total touchdowns. Five of them being rushing, one of them 
passing. Mm. On the year, has leading rusher, he's 15 yards ahead of Derrick Henry. And <clears throat> he has 858 yards and 13 total touchdowns. And 173 receiving yards. He's a bad So he's already man. got over 1,000 scrimmage yards. Yep. And so he is just playing lights out right my, now. My question then is, why are they so bad? Dude, they're on a win streak. Two like, wins. Same as Falcons. Uh, yeah, you got a point there. I'll give you that. But he has to play like that for them to win. True, because they can't rely on Kirk Cousins. That, that's my point. He Once has... it, if a team stops Dalvin Cook, they're most likely yeah. not going to win. And and you know they play but... the Bears Monday night, and we'll see what happens in that game. So, and if Dalvin Cook goes off for another two hundred yard game, which then they'll win. Actually, if he goes <laughs> off for a hundred yards, or if he could go off for ten yards, then they'd probably still win. But point is, like I I I love Dalvin Cook. Love watching him run the ball. It runs downhill. But then he's he's got agility, he's got good hands, he can catch out of the backfield. And, yeah, you can't argue with having over a 1,000 yards, scrimmage yards, you know, in, what, eight weeks? Did they have a bye week already? Uh, did they? I don't know. I think they yeah, did. They I think did. they're three and five, so I think they had a bye week already. But you can't argue that that's, arguably, he's the best running back in the game right now. And, I mean, I hate to say it because I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. Um, we are too. I know you are, but yeah, love watching a guy like that, and and it's awesome so, to see because he's winning these games. It's not Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's making some throws and stuff, but it's not Kirk Cousins. Quarterback's gonna have to do that. Yeah. So, um, last week they played the Lions. So you see his seventy whatever yard run, whatever it was. So on that play, the Lions only had ten defensive players on the field. Matt that's Patricia just, needs to go. Yep. I've seen all kinds of stuff that people are actually making t-shirts and sweatshirts <laughs> that say, fire Matt Patricia. Like that, that's a sad state to be in. And, and the Bears will be there for too long if they don't change something up. But I just want to say, poor I think Matt Bears, Stafford in there. That, that poor guy. I feel like Bears fans know, though, it's, it's Nick Foles, not Nagy. Hey, I think the Bears well, should look into trading for Matt Stafford. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. My, that, he's one of those quarterbacks that you could say the team wasted his career, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I honestly think that Adam Gase and Matt Patricia are two of the most hated coaches by their teams <laughs> or by their fan bases in the league. Uh, I'd, I'd throw Matt Nagy almost towards that no, from what I've seen. it's getting close. No, but it's not Nagy's fault. I tr- especially we'll get to that later. I'll, I'm gonna rant then. Okay, yeah. all right. But can't wait to hear it. <laughs> is that it for Dalvin Cook? Yeah. All right. My last topic is Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to a good friend of ours, former boss of mine. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle. You know yeah. who you are. <laughs> <clears throat> so he sent me this. Uh, sent us this picture that says that's got a stat on it. And I did not know this, but this is why Aaron Rodgers is so hard to beat. It's not because he's this, uh, you know, scoring that many points or anything. I mean, he, that helps. Mm-hmm. But he's an elite decision maker. Elite. He is right now, and I don't know if this counts the four touchdowns that he had uh, Thursday night. But he's I'm pretty right sure now. he sent this to us uh, 
When did he Saturday. Sentence? Saturday. So it so might, it it might, might be, count to that, but, but I'm not sure. Either way, 75 touchdowns to only 8 interceptions in his last 40 games. And if you if they did count that, 79 touchdowns yeah. to 8 interceptions in the last 40 That's games. That's why he's so that tough to beat. You know, we talk about Daniel Jones. We talk about uh, Kyle, Kyle Allen and Josh Allen, not Kyle Allen. I was um, going to say, you're talking about Kyle and, Allen. And you're throwing, you know, Ben Roethlisberger in that too. Of yeah. them throwing interceptions of... And losing games, like them making bad plays and making them lose games. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. You go, you look at that. That's why he's so tough to beat. It's it's nearly impossible to get a turnover from Aaron Rodgers, and it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's probably the best quarterback, as a decision maker that there is. Ever. It's tough to argue. I mean, that's. I I, name another one that's better. There, there's not. I mean, Drew Brees right. is pretty accurate, but that doesn't mean he's a good. Like he's pretty good. I mean, but look at look I, at I where Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't doesn't just do what Drew Brees does and not and think ta- and dunk. No, the dude takes his shots, but he's smart with it. Dude, that throw. He'll throw to Devontae it. Tom Adams Brady is a methodical. He was at least on the Patriots. He's switched it up a little bit now that he's on the Bucks. But well, you almost have to with all the weapons he has. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying it's it's like. The dude doesn't know how to throw a pick, and yeah. and and a lot of times it's tipped. Like it's not just throwing it to you know a bad throw. A lot of times it's did actually. Did he have tipped. a turnover against the Vikings? Uh, I don't think he did. So the last turnover he had was against the Bucks. Wait, if he, he he might have. I think yeah. he was sacked and fumbled or something like that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, as far as interceptions goes, if he didn't throw a pick against the. But, or the Vikings, and I'm pretty sure the last interception yeah. he threw was against the Bucks. But that's against how Against a does. really good Bucks he, defense. He has an all-time record in most pass attempts without interception. Mm. Like, it's so tough to beat a quarterback that doesn't lose games. You know, a lot of times, that's the issue. Young quarterbacks especially. Daniel Jones is a prime example. Losing games by throwing bad interceptions, by making bad decisions. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. And as long as he's there with the Packers, they're going to contend for that reason alone. He's as talented as anybody, but he's, in my opinion, the best decision maker out there. So so can we blast then the Matt LaFleur and their GM, I don't know his name, for drafting a quarterback in yep. the first round oh, then? We, we did that Even earlier. Yep. I know, but... Like the I, first podcast we It did, still we blows did. my mind it that, does. that they would do that. It does. I mean, imagine putting a, another... What uh, pick one of these have? rookie quarterback or rookie receivers that Justin are... Justin Jefferson. What? Yeah. On, Justin on, Jefferson, Henry Ruggs, uh, Chase Claypool. Even, even the Bears, Darnell Mooney looks really good. Who's you it? put a guy like that on there... T. And, Higgins. Yeah. There's all kinds of players, and you took... Jordan Love, who can't even be the backup. He's literally their third string quarterback. <laughs> and, then, and then and then okay, and then so the second round you replace Aaron Jones. <laughs> so so two thousand yeah, two thousand nineteen. Your best two position players were because Devontae Adams was hurt. Mm-hmm. Your most your productive players were Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And you drafted a quarterback and a running back. Like how do you have a job? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <clears throat> it's it's, it's yeah. crazy. Like, just think Justin Jefferson's having an insane year, and I'm not even sure 
what pick the Vikings had compared to the Packers. I what pick did the Packers have? I don't even know. It was a late round pick. Okay, but, but like late first. Even round. trading up to get one of those receivers. They imagine wouldn't, they wouldn't have had to trade up though. They could have taken. There was so many good receivers taken after that, even in the second, third round. Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool was a yeah. Imagine Chase Claypool on the other side of Devontae Adams. Yeah. And sure, people didn't really know Chase Claypool. It doesn't matter. But just imagine Chase Claypool. Dude, put... Devontae I'm Adams, sorry. And I'm, not be, I'm not at all being Adams. biased. Look at Darnell Mooney. Speed for the Bears. I was going to say Darnell Mooney, too. Playing with the trash quarterbacks that he has is actually a bright spot on their offense. The dude is burning defenders all the time, and they can't make those throws to him. Yeah. I guarantee you there's a video there's a there's a video on YouTube. Someone go look it up, not now, but go look it up all the times that Darnell Mooney's been missed deep. Cause he shreds defenders with his route running. And he's got major speed, he's got really good hands. Put him on that Packers offense, and he's arguably one of the top rookie receivers this and year. Packers, who knows what would hap- what would happen with the Packers then? Yeah. I mean even Dude, better they, offense, and their offense is already They wouldn't dead. have lost the Bucks. I bet they wouldn't have either. What was the score in the Bucks game? It was pretty bad, wasn't it? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Which means... But Bucks let a, a, a stinker just this yeah, week now. They, so, I mean... They laid a major... can't trust anyone. Even against the Bears. Can't the trust the Bears, that's for sure. But, yeah. Love Aaron... I, the, the sad thing is, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play football. But I hate the Packers, <laughs> and uh, it's sort of a love-hate relationship there because his best moments are against the Bears. So, yeah. All right, I think that wraps it up for our on-paper topics. But oh, we had right. a lot of topics besides what we actually had on paper. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, Derek, I want to hear this rant. Go for it. <clears throat> the Bears are absolute trash right now, and I'm so sick and tired of seeing this garbage, garbage, garbage offense. I like Matt Nagy as a head coach. I don't like him as a play caller. I don't like Nick Foles. I don't like... Trubisky played one snap against the Saints last year and got hurt. One snap. Last week. It doesn't matter. Yeah, one snap. Did I say last year? (laughs) Yeah. My bad. Last week. One snap, and he got hurt. Your O-line is trash. Just do something. Get a, get a running back. There's no holes. David Montgomery is below average, even though he leads the league in, missed ta- in broken tackles. It's, it's because that's literally the only way he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Against the Titans, their longest rush was on a fake punt. Exactly. <laughs> was it 11 yards? Yeah, 11 yards. <laughs> And they have playmakers. Like, you got some good guys. Jimmy Graham has actually been pretty solid for them. Allen Robinson is a good receiver. Darnell Mooney is a good rookie receiver. Anthony Miller, there's a love-hate relationship there. One thing I will say before you go on about the that offense and what my problem with the uh, Matt Nagy's play calling is um, on that radio station. It's local, so they were talking about Titans. Uh, that I was watching some tape about it too, so I kind of agree with it. Like, take Mooney for example; he's a speedster. He can. He's not though. Like he is a speedster, but he does everything. For I him. know he does, but like <clears throat> on stuff like that where you know the Titans' secondary is kind of eh, which their third down defense went from what was it like sixty something percent? Oh, I'm getting to that. 
and they held the Bears to 13% completions, and so uh, it got went down to, like, 50-something. I'm getting to that. But, <clears throat> like, they were saying there's a certain comeback route that they ran with Mooney that I'm sure he can do it all, but when you have a speedster like that, you don't want him... Oh, how'd they say it? That You don't want him to, like, do that, like... I'd rather have him, Alan Robinson, do, like, that kind of curl route and have Mooney going, like, running away from the defender as far as, like, a crossing route or, like, Because he's slant. faster. Because he's faster. And he can probably outrun a lot of that Titan secondary compared to <clears throat> Alan Robinson, who's just a beast receiver, but he's not that fast. And I just think that's, like, kind of a flaw that they have. Speaking, though, of Alan Robinson... He had some legit catches. Oh, he has all year, dude. I know. All year. I, I mean, he's the I, only I, I, I still don't offense. count him as, as a top He's a top, top 10 five receiver. He's not receiver, top five, but he's but a top 10 receiver. He's absolutely, he jumped over, he mossed some dudes pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. So, how many points did the Bengals score against the Titans? Uh, what was 34? 27. 27, yeah. That's it? It was 27- Titans couldn't score. Okay. It was twenty seven. No, so, it was a. It was. It might have been. I know it was like a. What was it? it? Was a two score game? I think because Titans yeah. had twenty. I honestly don't remember. So, I pushed that game so far in the like back I said, of my head. So, so, like so rookie quarterback goes in there, scores twenty seven points. Uh, this so called bad Steelers offense that you guys. No, we're point, not saying point, the Steelers said offense average. is bad. Twenty seven okay? points. I said average. My my point is twenty seven points. Uh. The Bills game is the only Bills and Broncos. I think is the only game that they held a team under twenty points. Correct? Huh? What team? Bills and Broncos. The only two teams they've held up, yes. up until yeah. the Bears. Yeah. I think so. I think you're right on that. Because I know the Broncos was like, uh, and I'm not saying this. What I'm about like to say, I'm not to saying this to diss the Titans. Mm-hmm. A bad defense, and you could not score twenty points. Like, where? Okay, so the- I'm kind of going off subject here a little bit. I mean, it's about Titans, but I feel Titans have Desmond King in that Steelers game instead of Jonathan Joseph. The game would have gone M- different. Maybe, maybe. Because Jonathan okay. Joseph got burned so much in that game by say, Deontay Johnson, who's a maybe. lot quicker, and freaking so, Jonathan Joseph's like 50 years old. Bears-Titans. This will say how bad... Titans have the worst third down completion. Exactly. Uh, allowed completions on third down for the opposing team, which would be in the entire league, I mean. Yeah. So they're the worst in the whole league in allowing on third, third down. down defense. Yes. They're at 60%. On third down defense. 60%. And I don't know if Titans got better magically. <laughs> I hope that's you, the case. You don't get better magically over <laughs> one week. It's that's flat what I'm out. Saying. The Bears' or, offense, but is bad. Bears, yeah, their offense looks like garbage. Like in my and and, and like, and you have you have our, probably the worst O line in the league and probably the most unmobile quarterback in the league. And <laughs> dude, the best. And he hasn't looked. I'm sorry, he hasn't so, looked any better than Trubisky. If you put Trubisky in there, I guarantee you they're six and three. I right would now. rather have Trubisky in there for the pure fact that he can run a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, like they were showing, so, they were showing some like uh, the stats between Trubisky and Foles during the broadcast of the Trubisky game. Trubisky was better. 
And yeah, Trubisky was better. Yeah. The record was better. Yes, uh, Trubisky was three and zero as a starter. Yes, they would have lost that Falcons game. But since then, it's been against good defense, and and they can't block. They can't run. And freaking Nick Foles can't run. <laughs> he can't throw on the run. He can't. Oh. Well, what's so, he supposed to do when he doesn't have time in there? Too? Just lay down and take a <laughs> daggum nap. I mean, well, so, that's, this this says how bad their O line is too. Titans had two sacks, right? Yeah. In that Bears game. I don't think the Titans have had two sacks the whole year. I don't think so like, either. Barely before. Like, I mean, they haven't had two sacks in the game this whole year. And, and the thing is, the Bears... the Bears, they had zero sacks against the Bears. The Bears, defense, the Bears defense held this really good offense in the Titans to what? 17 points? Yeah. Because they had a defensive touchdown. So it would have been 17 Until points. Until Ryan Tannehill, the bad man, throws it to another bad man, A.J. Brown. Put Ryan just, Tannehill on, on that Bears there. team. They're better. Nick okay. Foles, I'm sorry. So, I loved Nick Foles on the uh, on the Eagles. Eagles when they won. Loved him. He is not a starting quarterback. He's a backup. People can say what they want. Nagy is a good head coach. No, those people that I listen to on the radio says that he's a backup. He's Matt Nagy is Mike Rabel the for offense. Local radio station. Yeah. Mike Rabel, I don't I like him calling defensive plays. That's that's my problem. I don't like it because I feel like their defense took such a huge step. So. <clears throat> The recording ended and we didn't know it, so the rest of that rant kind of got deleted. Just know Derek got pretty heated and... Basically, Bears are trash, O-line is trash, Montgomery's trash, Nick Foles is trash, Matt Nagy's play calling is trash, um, but we got a good kicker now, so that's a <laughs> good thing, I guess. On the bright side, Titans got a win too, so hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> you know... Dave Montgomery on that was he was the one that fumbled or was it Cordell Patterson that fumbled that ball? No, it was Dave Montgomery. <laughs> that Desmond King had a beautiful debut and took it to the house. You know, there's a new King in Nashville. It's not just Derrick Henry. Please, there'll never be anybody that replaces Derrick Henry. That's right. He's always the king. Uh, I wouldn't be too proud of this when it was against the Bears. That's all right. You know, we got a short week and we're playing against Colts. We'll take what we can get. We'll see. But, all right, that's going to end our episode. Uh, tomorrow, we're planning on throwing out another episode. And we're strictly going to do our, probably going to do our top ten, or top five quarterbacks, top five receivers, maybe even top five running backs. We'll figure it out. But it's going to be strictly based on our top five. Can we do top five worst teams? <laughs> Bears Bears on well, why don't we just do that right now? Bears at number one, two, three, <laughs> four, and five. How about that? Jets aren't at number. No, <laughs> you, you. The Jets play the Bears right now. The Bears lose. No joke. They can maybe. score twenty plus points. <laughs> Jets can actually score. So yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but, but the Bears. That Bears defense. That Bear, so Bears defense know. is good enough. Hopefully we get to see I'm, that. I'm match. just saying they might score ten and win. So 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 the Bears last. I'm sorry, we're getting <laughs> off track again, but. We ended the episode, again. <laughs> and now we're starting to back a- up again. Against the Rams, they scored three points on offense. They had a defensive touchdown, made it look yeah, reasonable. Finally, we're able to get over that 20-point 20, 20 hump against the Saints. But no, you couldn't win in overtime because receivers drop balls and Nick Foles is trash. And then against a bad defense in the Titans that needs a lot of work, 17 points. They scored the same amount of points as the Titans on offense. That means their defense did the work and the Titans had a defensive touchdown. 
And Titans didn't. Titans didn't give like up with trash against no, the Bears. No, actually, they didn't. Which was partly probably because Bears offense. Exactly. But Titans got two turnovers and the Bears got none. That's where the difference came because out. Because their offense is trash. But yeah. Let's, All right. Let's let's, let's let's just. We'll end it now. We'll end I'm it sorry. now. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, go follow us on socials at B and D Sports, and yeah, like we said, we're gonna throw out just our top five of whatever positions we feel like doing it mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. Might even throw up. Top five teams of uh, teams of Trash. last week. No, <laughs> Derek, we're not gonna make an ep- a segment right. of bears. Okay, right. um, you know they're the top five in every segment. Worst. Basically, though, we want to hear from you guys. Any questions, anything like that, feel free to DM us and let us know what you think, what you want to hear about, anything like that. You got something top five that you want to throw in tomorrow? Doesn't have to be top five. Even it no, can be just a, play, a, question. a player question. Shoot, that... If we get enough feedback and questions, we'll make an episode yeah. strictly of questions from you guys. Yep. So, yep. Um, before we quit, real quick, Craig, what did you think about being on the podcast? Oh, it was dope. I had a fun time. Good deal. Well, we hope to have you back sometime. I'm sure we will. Oh, you, yeah. you live right Count in this area, it. so yeah. yeah, I'm sure we will. Count on it. Yep, it was awesome having someone else on this podcast. I love Brady, but it's nice having a different face hey, to talk to. Thanks for having you. me on. Yep. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So hope you guys have a good remainder of the week, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.